0: Here we go, here we go on this Monday. It is the last day of February 2022, February 28th to be exact. Welcome to Real Talk Memphis. We are on the air. Very happy to have you with us uh, this evening if you are indeed with us. Always uh, glad that you are around. I am your humble host, Chip Washington. We are here, fired up, ready to go. A brand new week, a brand new show. Yeah, you know how we do it. So, you know, between now and 7 o'clock, we're going to to provide you with information and edify you and maybe, you know, make you laugh a little bit, you know, as well. We have a pretty good lineup for you tonight. At least we hope you think so. And uh, we'll delve into that in uh, just a a few minutes. Uh, But um, as we get started, you always want to know how you can get this fine piece of radio broadcasting. Well, I'm happy to tell you, you know, I know you should take notes though. Okay. Cause there'll be a quiz at some particular point in time down the road as to how you get this fine piece of radio broadcasting. But, um, we are on the air right now, live 91.7 on your FM dial W Y X R. You can also hear us live on the W Y X R app. We are also on the tune in T U N E I N app and, uh, yes, uh, we are also on Facebook Live if you choose to check us out. And uh, that's on my page. And we will be also uploading to YouTube a little bit later on. Okay, so now you have all the information you need to be able to get this show and continue to support. Like, follow, share, and subscribe. It took me a while to get that in my head because, you know, the, you know, Lola's been telling me this for, like, you know, weeks So so how'd I do? I do all right, don't I? All right, better, 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 she says. Very, very good. Uh, So as I said earlier, yeah, we're going to talk a a little bit about animals tonight. And we're also going to talk uh, to County Commissioner Van Turner about uh, a number of uh, things that are on their agenda. And have you noticed an influx of pink and green in the city Uh, starting today? Yeah, pink and green, uh, a.k.a. Alpha Kappa Alpha uh, Sorority, Incorporated. By the way, in town this week for a big, big conference. We're going to talk about that as well a little bit later on. But before we get to that, we have to celebrate you. If your special day is today, your birthday is today. Uh, you know, we like you know how we like to do it here at Real Talk Memphis. We like to celebrate you, but we can't do that until I say, "Hit it, Lola." Happy It's your birthday, it's your birthday, it's your birthday. Happy birthdays going out to Mr. Eric Barnes. Eric is the president and CEO of the Daily Memphian, and today is his birthday. Happy birthday, sir. Also, happy birthdays going out to Charlton Hildreth, Chanel Smith, Patricia Williams, Ella Anderson-Moore celebrating a birthday today, Dale Burridge celebrating a birthday Anthony Thompson, it's your birthday, and Kim Harper Johnson, it is your birthday. So to each and every one, a personal happy birthday shout out all across the podcast network to you, and congratulations on another trip around the sun. We hope to celebrate with you next year, same time, same place, and meet just a little bit older, but happy birthday. Thank you, Lola. Appreciate it. And so um <laughs> before I uh before I get too to uh, uh, deep in all of this I'm supposed to to remind you all of something. now there's a DJ uh event is that right What is it it's a DJ thing lady, DJ, lady DJ. It's a lady DJ day it's tomorrow right That's not a day just a meetup for people who are interested in becoming DJs If you are a current female DJ or you're interested in becoming a DJ, and you are a female, tomorrow uh, they are having kind of a get together, right, a little little meet and greet. Here at the uh, Concourse, Crosstown Concourse, at the Listening Lab, which is right across the way from where we are here in the studios of WYXR. That starts at 6.30 tomorrow evening, am I correct? 6.30 tomorrow evening. So if you are interested, and you're a female, you're interested in being a professional DJ like DJ Lola over here, or, you know, you have some interest, and in, if you are one or you have interest in being one, meet up here at the Listening Lab tomorrow evening, 6.30 p.m., and you'll learn everything you wanted to know, but we're afraid to ask. That How would I do it? Okay, good. There we go. All right, let's jump into some news and notes, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, before we get into the good stuff, um, the FDA, uh, Food and Drug Administration, uh, findings regarding this uh, Family Dollar Warehouse, uh, rodent issue in west of memphis it's pretty this is a this is a bad bad thing here this is a really tough deal because of that and i don't know if you're aware they they found over a thousand rodents live and dead at the warehouse over there in west memphis arkansas Uh, uh, as a consequence several family dollar stores have been closed temporarily so they can you know make sure that that everything is, is is clean there um there is a very real possibility that maybe some folks uh who use family dollar on a regular basis to shop may have gotten some contaminated goods as a, as a result of this. Uh, they may have had to throw food away as a result of this. And again, if you depend on that store uh, in a particular neighborhood, uh, you may be out of luck for a while until they can sort of rectify this situation. Now the NAACP local chapter last Friday gave out $150 gift cards uh, to those uh, who may have been affected by this so whole uh, family dollar situation, I think they ran out in about two hours. Now, uh, I'm told that they may end up uh, having another giveaway soon because, again, you know, a lot of people depend on, you know, various stores uh, for goods and items and things like that. And when, you, when the one that you depend on in your neighborhood is closed, it's not a good thing uh, for anybody concerned. So we will keep on top of that and we will see how all that unfolds. Uh, In other news, a 17-year-old male was charged with three counts of criminal attempt first-degree murder and a whole host of other charges in connection with the shooting of that four-year-old girl. Two weeks ago, Uh, a four-year-old girl in East Memphis was shot. Uh, She is still holding on. She's in critical condition. um, And uh, this young man is being held in juvenile court, 17 years old. Uh, Still don't have a motive for any of this as of yet. A 14-year-old is facing charges. Now, remember, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, too, where there was an accident, a really bad accident uh, on Tullahoma and Winchester, uh, not too far from the airport. Well, it turns out that a 14-year-old is facing multiple charges after two other teenagers who were in the car with him died in that crash. Um, The accident happened at Shelby Drive, as I said, in Tullahoma about 4.30 in the morning. A uh, 14-year-old was driving recklessly, lost control, and hit a utility pole. Uh, a 17-year-old and a 14-year-old girl were killed in that accident. Also, um, I don't know if anybody is aware. Memphis rapper uh, Snooty Wild, I believe his name is, was shot and killed in Houston this weekend. Now, what's the affiliation that he's he's also affiliated to Memphis. Uh, apparently, he's from Memphis. He was he's living in Houston. But apparently, I don't know, a car got stuck in a ditch and somehow there was a conversation with some people. A Gunshot rang out. He was shot and he was killed, you know, on, on, on the scene. Once again, a Memphis rapper uh, affiliated with Memphis, uh, this young man, Snooty Wild. Uh, his uh, real name was uh, LaPreston Porter. And he leaves behind five children. So that's a very, very sad uh, case and a very sad uh, scenario. I think he had a big hit in 2014 here called, uh, one on the Billboard charts called uh, Yayo. And uh, I don't know if any of you, you know, younger folks remember that or not, but uh, another tragic situation uh, in terms of that. Hey, the uh, Memphis and Shelby County schools dropped their mask mandate. So now it's optional. Uh, so there is no, you don't have to wear one. Uh, the school district said that if you, your child, you know, wants to opt out, then he needs to write a note. Uh, to the school um, just to verify and let let them know about that. I don't quite understand that. I mean, if, you, if it's optional, you don't wear one. If you don't want to wear one, don't wear one. So that's where we are right now. Uh, in other news, uh, two more pieces of uh, business before I move on here because I find this very interesting. Um, President Biden has kept his word, and he nominated – Ketanji Brown Jackson to the Supreme Court. Now, this is the first time in history a black woman has ever been nominated uh, to the highest court in the land. So very much uh, congratulations to her as we round off the last day of uh, Black History Month, and hopefully she will have a smooth confirmation. Also, let us not forget about what is going on way, way, way across the pond from us uh, in Ukraine. Russia has... uh, attacked the Ukraine, and uh, they have declared war on Ukraine, and uh, hundreds of people, you know, have died already. They're trying to take this, uh, uh, this country over, um, and it's just heartbreaking when you watch and see what has happened and what is continuing to happen over there. Uh, so, uh, you know, let us all, uh, you know, pray for those folks. Uh, I think the whole world is starting to galvanize behind uh, Ukraine in terms of the support. Uh, that they need, uh, and they're trying to fight these these Russian folks off, but uh, the Russian army is, is really, you know, nothing to play with, and, and they're overwhelming, and so while you can hold them off for a while, you know, we pray that it doesn't get too much worse, but it looks like it's uh, heading in that uh, direction. So uh, prayers up to the folks in the Ukraine. Now, a few weeks ago, we discussed uh, the fact that the uh, Jackson State University was – pulling out of the Southern Heritage Classic. Uh, It was such an uproar about just immediately dropping it that they actually decided to do it one more year, which is this year. This is the final year of the Southern Heritage Classic as we know it with Jackson State's involvement. Well, I said at that time that uh, I thought that there was uh, something behind all of this. And yes, uh, he actually, he meaning Coach Prime, as he likes to call himself, Deion Sanders, uh, did speak up and say, uh, in effect, that uh, well, uh, yeah, we we really decided to pull out because we're not getting enough money uh, to be a part of the Southern Heritage Classic. Now they signed a contract a couple of years ago that extends to 2024. Uh, he says that uh, by the time it's all said and done with the bus loads of people, uh, not only the football players but the band and the supporters and and other and other things and food and blah 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 blah. They just didn't have enough money. You know, they were barely squeaking by. Now you're asking yourself, how much money do they get for participating in this classic? Three hundred and fifty thousand dollars is the answer to that question. So, but Dion said, that's not that's not that's not enough. We we barely have enough to cover expenses, and besides that, we bring forty thousand plus people to that game every year. So you you see where we're going with this. This is all about ego and arrogance and. The fact that uh, Jackson State is having some fiscal problems. They're having some financial problems. But Dion says, we're not doing that anymore. We're not going to be cheap anymore. We won the SWAC championship. You know, I was the coach of the year. You know, we have a great program. It's high profile, blah, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, you can blame Coach Prime uh, for the fact that Jackson State, after this year, will no longer be a part of this fine enterprise and this fine um, – whole festival, a weekend festival that we've had every year for like the past 33 years. Nonsense. Anyway, we are going to stop there. We're going to take our first break. And when we come back, we are going to talk about something that everybody loves, uh, your pets. Uh, you know, we, we, we all love our pets. Our pets are an extension of us. They're family members. Uh, and we're going to talk with the director of uh, Memphis Animal Services, uh, Miss Alexis Pugh, Right after we take our first break, this is Real Talk Memphis. I am your humble host, Chip Washington. You know who you are. We'll take our first break. We'll be right back.
2: Food scientist Alton Brown returns to the Orpheum with a new culinary variety show on March 16th. Audiences can expect more comedy, more music, more highly unusual cooking demos, and more potentially dangerous sciencey stuff. Prepare for an evening unlike any other. And if Brown calls for volunteers, think twice. For more information, visit orpheum-memphis.com. Memphis Listening Lab proudly supports WYXR. They provide a curated collection of music and music history, a forum for music-related talks and performances, and a music education, appreciation, and experimentation space located in Crosstown Concourse. The Lab is open Tuesday through Saturdays from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. You can find out more information on their Instagram page at Memphis Listening Lab or on their website at memphislisteninglab.org.
0: And welcome back to Real Talk Memphis on this final Monday in February 2022. Uh, This is Real Talk Memphis. Very happy to have you uh, with us this evening. Before I go on, roll call, roll call. There's a lot of folks that are watching us tonight. Marlene Pryor Harrison is watching. Audrey Hill, Gary Shelton, Pam Patterson. Uh, Let's see here. Uh, Tandra Lynch is watching. Janet Chestnut. Hi, Janet. Uh, Let's see here. Um, My brother Michael Washington from Los Angeles, California is watching. Uh, Rick, go forth. What's up, man? How you doing? Uh, He's checking us out. So uh, for those of you who are checking us out this evening via Facebook Live, very much appreciate that. And I very much appreciate my first guest. And by the way, um, you know, this segment is dedicated, uh, you know, to our dog Moses. Uh, Moses is a is a is a um, Jack Russell and he's actually watching this segment right now so <laughs> without further ado i want to introduce alexis Pugh. she is the director of memphis animal services and alexis i am so happy to have you on the show thanks for coming
3: thanks for having me tonight chip
0: well listen so you know you, you happen to work at a facility um that that really inspires to me love all the way around pets and animals dogs cats and, and alike uh, are, are so much the fabric of uh, pretty much most of all of our lives. And uh, so, um, as the director of uh, Memphis Animal Services, you have a, a great responsibility, and there's a lot of things going on there, including a a, a, a special uh, promotion that we'll talk about in just a few minutes. But uh, you know, first of all, again, welcome to the show, and tell me how are things going at the uh, Memphis Animal uh, Services shelter.
3: Well, I am approaching my six year mark this June.
0: Look in at this you. Role. Congratulations. Yeah. yeah.
3: And uh, we have, um, I, I'm just so proud to share the work that our team has accomplished in those six years, the progress that we've made moving Memphis forward on the animal welfare scene nationally, yeah. and how that translates locally to helping people and pets. Um, you know, obviously anybody who's been around Memphis for a while knows that um, Memphis Animal Services didn't always have the best reputation mm-hmm. and we struggled in a lot of ways. Um, but the team we have in place now has has brought us to a level where we're saving nine out of 10 pets that walk through our doors. Oh my. Um, we are at, at a 90% save rate and what that means, it's it's not about data, it's not about numbers, it's about lives. Mm-hmm. Those, every single percentage point and fraction thereof is another animal we've saved. But one of the big shifts that we've made recently, Chip, is taking that focus on saving animal lives and really looking at the human lives that are associated with those. The people and their pets, keeping families together, serving our citizens and helping them be successful pet owners. And so over the past two years, we've built up this whole new segment of our operation that we never had before called our Pet Resource Center. Um, where last year we helped 4,000 families provide services for their animals so they didn't have to surrender them to the shelter. Things like pet food, medical care, um, behavior training, um, you name it, we've helped people. And, And the whole goal of that is this pet doesn't need to find a new home through us. It has a family already with you. And so that's been one of the most rewarding things that we've been able to do is really shift our model to being kind of a social services agency. We're a resource center now, not just a shelter where pets end up on the back end.
0: So that in and of itself to me is is, is really tremendous because you're actually aiding and assisting, as you said, uh, the pet owners um, and being better stewards, being able to be better mommies and daddies to their to their pets. Now, one of the big things is also pet adoptions uh, that, that that you all that you all, you know, uh, deal with uh, every day. And I think I read somewhere and you can correct me if I'm wrong. What do you pick up? Sixteen to twenty new animals every day. Am, am, am I correct in that, or, or somewhere in uh, that,
3: That's a, an understatement. Okay, um, okay, like okay. for example, today um, my shelter supervisor told me as i was walking out the door we're already 26 kennels short for tomorrow some animals that our officers brought in who need kennels in our adoption floor so um there is a constant capacity struggle even with all those programs i just mentioned to you even with our efforts to keep pets in homes out of the shelter there's still a, a ton of animals that ultimately have to come to us for one reason or another. And keeping up with that influx of animals, keeping those adoptions rolling, has proven to be quite the challenge. And so we've really had to look at um, as many creative solutions as we can. Um, What people may not know is we do transports uh, multiple times a month to other parts of the country Mm -hmm. of animals from here. Mm -hmm. We had one just on Friday, 25 dogs going up to Minnesota and we'll do one to Nashville this Friday to try to keep that numbers game in balance. And then the other big push we're making is looking at people who maybe aren't in a position to adopt permanently, Mm -hmm. but are willing to take a pet in short term through fostering. Fostering saves lives. And the more animals we can get into homes while they wait for that permanent placement, that's the solution we're looking at. So there's a lot of moving parts and a lot of things we have to do so that we can keep bringing in animals from the community that need our help.
0: You're just joining us, we are speaking with Alexis Pugh. She is the director of Memphis Animal Services. And uh, speaking of that, how many uh, uh, adoptions do you, do you, on average, maybe a day per week? You know, do, do you all have how many folks coming in, uh, picking up animals, and and giving them them new homes?
3: You know, it really varies day by day. Of course, no big surprise. Our weekends are our busiest days. Yeah. So we'll see a good 2025 20, adoptions on a, on a Saturday. Um, But I will tell you that with everything that's happened with COVID and obviously people, you know, dealing with power outages with the ice storm, you know, a week and a half ago, um, we've really seen a decline. I think that people are dealing with so much in their lives that the thought of adding a pet, um, we just haven't seen the same traffic walking through our doors. And that's made it really difficult on our team. We are full as can be. and so. Again, trying anything and everything we can to get attention on our organization, get those pets out into adopted or foster homes. And then again, trying to find ways to prevent unnecessary intake is there a family that already has a pet Mm -hmm. rather than surrendering it to us, what can we do to keep it with you? Mm -hmm. Um, It's better for the animal, of course, it's better for that family, but it's better for the taxpayers that we're not having to bring those animals in and care for them. So we're really looking at a holistic solution. There's not one size fits all for every animal. Every animal and every family and every person is an individual, and so we've really taken that case man- management approach to what we do to try to create the best possible solution in every possible scenario.
0: That is uh, that's extraordinary, and and I can imagine, uh, given the time that we are living in now, or we have lived in the last two years, which has just been incredible with COVID, a lot of people for various reasons have had to give up their pets and 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 you know those that they hold near. Now, I want to talk a little bit about you talked about this a minute ago, some of the inventive ways uh, uh, you're always having to think about uh, new ways uh, to help the, the, the adoption process in other ways. And I thought that this was pretty neat, this promotion you have with the Memphis Tigers. And I'm going to let you tell our listeners about that.
3: Well, first of all, I just have to say that the University of Memphis Athletics program has long been a a big supporter and partner of us, specifically with Coach Silverfield. He has been a huge supporter of Memphis Animal Services Mm -hmm. and shares our messaging. But um, this spring, what we've decided to do is kind of uh, celebrate and partner with our beloved Memphis Tigers. And um, we are doing a promotion now where if the Tigers win and you show up to MAS in your Tigers gear and your Tigers blue, you can adopt a pet for free because we wanna celebrate your love and your celebration of this city. Um, we, we believe in our Tigers and we believe in the Tiger fans. Um, and so we wanted to find a way to just catch some additional attention, make them think about MAS um, and, and reward them for, for something we're all celebrating. So again, the Tigers won last night. So today- you came in in your tiger's gear and we had several people do it we have posted actually on our social media you can see a beautiful family that came in all four mom dad and the two kids in tiger's gear and they got themselves a kitty today
0: look at that see that's how you do it and that and that's just if you love the tigers you know you love your animals you love your pets you go down and you're saying to yourself you know what We're, we're missing something in this household here we're Cheering for the Tigers, but but we need an, another component, and we can yeah. adopt a free adoption of a cat or a dog at Memphis mm-hmm. Animal Services, and that's that's really really what it's all about. in, in terms of and and before we go, uh, I want you to give the contact information for anybody who's interested. But um, in in terms of 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 uh, of the, the the adoption process of itself. Uh, can you kind of run down the cost generally uh, to be able to do that per animal?
3: Yeah, even when we're not doing those free adoption promotions, our adoption fees are the, the deal of the century. They are. Like, uh, my, you're right. My, are. My, yeah. my mom, who's a bargain hunter, would
0: be proud. <laughs> <laughs> but, go mom, um, yeah, go mom. So,
3: yeah, so our, our standard adoption fee prices are um, $40 for an adult dog or a cat and then $80 for a puppy, a kitten or a small breed dog because those go very quickly. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, a dog that's gonna stay little for its entire life. And um, that adoption fee includes so much. Like your pet is going to have all of its vaccines, heartworm prevention, um, flea and tick prevention. They're gonna get spayed or neutered. They're gonna get a microchip. You're gonna get a leash, a collar, a custom tag. I mean, you basically get set up. And if the dog happens to be heartworm positive, which unfortunately here in the South, about 50% of our adult dogs come in heartworm positive. Yeah. We actually pay for that heartworm treatment for you, oh, wow. which for a private citizen could cost you easily $1,000. Yes, so yes, yes. Um, so the, the deal is there. Um, and, and, and we are open every single day to make this happen. So you, you mentioned contact info, mm-hmm. 12 p.m. to 4 p.m., seven days a week, whatever day works for you, we're there uh, every day looking for adopters, looking for fosters. And if you want to check out what pets we have available, our website, MemphisAnimalServices.com, updated in real time with all of those available pets. You can email us at mas at You can call us. You can check out our Facebook, MemphisAnimalServices.com. Instagram, Twitter, we're Adoptmas. We're everywhere. You're Chip, everywhere.
0: You are everywhere.
3: We, we're doing Instagram and TikTok. We're everywhere. <laughs> and you know why? It's because the animals need us to be everywhere. That's right. We have to be on everybody's radar as much as we can if we want to continue life saving and we want to keep up with the demand for our services in Memphis.
0: Well, listen. Um, we are very, very happy um, to have you on the show. Um, God bless you for the work that you are doing each and every day for our pets and listen anytime you need us to help pump things up or help promote things or or just share some information that you all are having you're welcome back to real talk at any time but i was really happy to have you on the show let's just thank you for coming on i appreciate it thank you chip take care well, I tell you what, that's a good way to start the show. I mean, and they are doing everything they can. And, and as she said, and you can go to the website, you can go to Instagram, you can go to TikTok, you can go to Facebook, you can go to you, any anywhere, you you deal with your social media to find out about what the, the good works that Memphis animal services are doing. So thank you, Alexis Pugh, for joining us this evening. We're going to take our second break. And when we come back, man, I said it earlier, there's a lot of pink and green in this city right about now. And, Why is that and what's going on? We're going to talk about that, but you have to stay with us. This is Real Talk Memphis. I am Chip. We'll be right back.
4: Support for WYXR, including our 2022 stereo sessions, comes from Archer Malmo, a Memphis-based marketing, digital, PR, and branding agency. Archer Malmo believes the greatest asset of any creative entity is its people and proudly supports WYXR for lifting up Memphis voices for the world to hear. More at archermalmo.com.
2: Come celebrate gospel music with Gary Gowen Saturday, March 5th, as he presents a tribute to gospel music featuring Danny Cosby and Effie Johnson. Hold on to your seat and prepare for a spiritual tribute of new and exciting original music on stage at the Halloran Center. For tickets and more information, visit orpheum-memphis.com.
0: with you glad you are along for the ride now uh you know we've been alluding to uh the fact that there's a lot of pink and green in town and uh there's a good reason why uh the aka's alpha kappa alpha sorority incorporated is back in town it has been six years or so since they have actually been in memphis for a conference and to talk more about that uh, we welcome to Rio Talk. Uh, she is the uh, executive. She is actually the, um, I get it, the South. No, 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 no. The <laughs> Southeastern Regional Director of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated. She is Mitzi Dees Page. And it is so very, very nice to have you on the show. And welcome to Memphis and welcome to Conference to Memphis.
4: Thank you so much, Chip. And let me just say on a personal note, it's good to see you again. You used to do the weather in Jackson, Mississippi, oh, man. my hometown. And so uh, <laughs> I bring you greetings from Jackson, Mississippi.
0: Well, listen, thank you so much for that. That was like, you know, you know, like 10 moons ago when I was in Jackson. But 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 I did hear that you were in Jackson, Mississippi and from Jackson, Mississippi. They still hold a very special place in my heart. And thank you for that. I really appreciate it. Um, So let's talk about this a little bit. I'm to understand that uh, there's about, what, five, 6,000 of the fine ladies of AKA Sorority Incorporated uh, that are either in town or headed to town for a big week of conferences and activities. And sort of talk to us a little bit about that. We're all very excited to have you all here.
4: We feel the excitement and the love in Memphis. It is just building and really about to explode uh, but yes, only about 6,000 of <laughs> our closest, aka yeah. friends, will be joining us. Uh, we have pre-conference activities starting tomorrow, and then we're going to have a virtual college fair for the youth in Memphis on Wednesday, as well as forums and, and uh, other activities. Uh, it's more of a training day on Wednesday. Okay. Um, and then uh, Thursday is when the bulk of the members will start to arrive, and we'll have a public meeting. Uh, we'll have workshops, our business sessions personal development workshops, and then, of course, our uh, all-explosive, all-white gala on Saturday night. And then we close on Sunday with uh, a tribute to our deceased members, whom we've lost uh, through the past year, Mm -hmm. and a salute to HBCU. So we have a thrilling, exciting week ahead of us.
0: Absolutely that. And uh, you're going to be at the Renaissance Center, the uh, uh, the, brand-new convention center here in town, And I know that they're very uh, happy to have you. I think you're the first major conference that is going to be at that facility uh, since it uh, reopened. Am I correct in that?
4: I think we're the largest. I think one other one has come uh, that kind of just warmed them up a little bit for the AKAs (laughs) coming to town.
0: (laughs) Well, I I can tell you one thing. Um, You know, the tourism folks are very, very happy about that. And we all we all are. This sort of signals uh, slowly starting to come out of COVID. But. I'm to understand that you and, uh, you know, a lot of the, uh, you know, officers and leaders are very cognizant of the fact that, you know, we're not done with this yet. So COVID protocols are going to be in place uh, in certain aspects of it. Am I correct?
4: In every aspect, Chip. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's um, it has been challenging, you know, for the past two years, we have not met in person. Last year, we did a completely virtual option for our conference. And so, this year, our members really wanted to be back uh, together again. But before everybody can come, there are certain things that we have to have happen. Okay. Uh, and, and in my estimation, what we really try are trying to do is to create a bubble, kind of like the athletes create their bubble. Sure. We're trying to do the same thing. And everybody that comes must be vaccinated, first of all. Okay. And then uh, secondly, uh, we they must have a PCR test before they come. Okay. And that's the test that's, you know, the more accurate, as they say, Mm -hmm. uh, test before you come. Mm -hmm. And then once you get here, we will test again to make sure that you're fine once you get on site. And so, of course, social distancing, hand washing, all of those things, we're certainly going mask wearing. How could I forget the mask? Um, I'm sure we'll see an array of pink and green masks that we've never seen before uh, all in one place. And of course, that will be something for the history books.
0: Absolutely. And uh, for those of us, uh, for those of us, for those of you who are just joining us right now, this is exciting for me. I, I'm really, I'm really, I really enjoy the opportunity, having the opportunity to really share this information. Uh, but we are with Mitzi Dees-Page, and she is the Southeastern Regional Director of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated, and uh, they are taking over the city uh, for this entire week, and and you know we have a pretty pretty healthy, uh, aka uh, population here in Memphis, and but you but absolutely, do. but you have but how many how many areas do you cover? That were the three or four states that you are that, that, that compromise the
4: region, right? My region is the southeastern region, right? Uh, it's the fourth largest region in Alpha Kappa Alpha. Uh, we have eleven over eleven thousand members from the states of Alabama, Mississippi, and Tennessee. Man. And of course, those are graduate and undergraduate members.
0: Mm-hmm. That's a lot. That's a lot of people. And you know, I mean, obviously, uh the organization, uh, and I'm being serious when I say this, really speaks for itself by the good works that you all do. And and I know that, you know, at the forefront of that really is 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 service. And giving back uh, to others and giving back to the community if you wouldn't mind spending a couple of minutes talking about that in particular
4: i am truly excited about that opportunity we have certain programmatic aspects that we do anyway mm-hmm. and so two of them we're going to be doing are souls for soul three of them souls for souls which is where our members have donated shoes eyeglasses for the lions club oh my and then we make little dresses and shirts for boys and girls in Haiti out of pillowcases. Oh, my. And so the chapters have been working all year to get their donations up, and they have mailed those donations off to the respective places the Lions Club, Souls for Souls, as well as to Haiti. Uh, but what we're gonna do, because when we come to town, we do believe in service to all mankind. That's our motto. Yes. And so we've partnered with a foundation, a local foundation called Jazz's Jammies. And so we have asked our members that are coming to bring a pair of pajamas that we're going to donate to local hospitals for children when they come from all over the world. Because when you're in the hospital, everything's foreign. You're in that yucky hospital gown and we wanted them to have something that could make them feel better and to give them a bright spot in their day. And so we've asked our members to bring pajamas and we plan to donate all of those pajamas and leave that uh, service imprint here in Memphis.
0: Well, wow, that is, uh, uh, that, you know, that, that just signifies, you know, just how wonderful an, an, an organization uh, this uh, truly is. And besides the, you know, in-person fellowship of, of, all, of the, uh, all of the ladies who are going to be here, uh, which of course is, 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 is very important, you know, to be able to see each other, touch each other again, and just kind of interact with each other. What do you hope uh, the lasting um, thought process is when people come here and after the week is over and as you prepare to dismiss and everyone goes back to uh, you know, where they came from, what is the lasting imprint you hope to have left on this city?
4: That the women of Alpha Kappa Alpha are about service, scholarship, and sisterhood. Uh, all three of those things are very important to us. They'll know that we've been here because of the donations that we've left. Uh, the scholarship, we have scholarships that we will be giving at our HBCU brunch. And the sisterhood, as you alluded to, it's going to be off the chain, as they say. <laughs> and there's probably something else they say now.
0: Yeah, but, You know,
4: it is just going to be evident because, again, we have not been together in person for two years. And we've seen each other on Zoom. And you can do a lot of things on Zoom. We've done great things, great programming through Zoom. Mm-hmm. But the thing, just seeing everybody, hearing the squeals of laughter, the hugs, yeah. that's what I can't wait to see. And I think that Memphis will be excited because of the economic imprint that Alpha Kappa Alpha will leave on this city.
0: Any, any, any uh, idea as to what that would be, roughly?
4: I, I don't have those numbers, but I'm sure that the Visit Memphis folks have all the numbers done.
0: They're pretty excited. Actually,
4: <laughs> they're we sold out all the hotel. Let me just put it like this. All the hotels in downtown area are sold out. Yeah. Um, you know, we're putting money into transportation to have our buses, food. Oh, gosh. The food bill um, is, is astronomical. Uh, our AV bills, all of those things leave a financial imprint here in
0: Memphis. They absolutely do. And uh, and, and and you know what, you're, you're leading the way and I am just really happy uh, to have you uh, take some time out of what I know is a busy schedule to come on Real Talk tonight. Mitzi Dees-Page, she is the Southeastern Regional Director of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated. I wish you a wonderful event. Be safe, enjoy yourself. And tell the ladies Chip says hello.
4: Thank you Chip so much for having us today and thank you for having us in Memphis and for making us feel so welcome.
0: Absolutely that. Thank you so much and 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 uh, we hope to talk to you again down the road, okay? All
4: right. All right. Bye-bye. Thank,
0: bye-bye now. Well, that was a lot of fun, man. And I tell you, like I said before, we we're being taken over by Pink and Green in this town. The AKAs are here. And uh, this conference is going to be, as she said, off the chain. Uh, Now, Lola is looking at me going, that's not what they say anymore. But that's okay. It's close enough. Oh, she said lit. Okay. It's going to be lit. That's exactly what it is. It's going to be lit. All right. We're going to take our final break. When we come back, uh, we're going to uh, bring things a little closer to home and talk a little bit about uh, local politics and some of the other issues that we are dealing with in in our city with uh, County Commissioner Van Turner. This is Real Talk Memphis. I'm Chip. We'll be right back.
2: The University of Memphis is proud to be a founding partner of WYXR. They have recently been named an R1 institution by the Carnegie Classification of Institutions of Higher Education, putting the U of M in the top tier of research universities nationally. This milestone solidifies the university as one of the two flagship public institutions in Tennessee. More information at memphis.edu. The Brooks is open in Overton Park, home to Memphis Art Collection since 1916. The Memphis Brooks Museum of Art holds the largest collection of world art in the region, with more than 10,000 works spanning 5,000 years of art and cultures. Remember, every Wednesday is free and open until 8 p.m. They are a proud sponsor of WYXR. For more information about the museum and their exhibitions, visit brooksmuseum.org. You belong at the Brooks. Brought to you by Crosstown Concourse, offering brand new musical experiences like concerts, live score film screenings, record release parties, weekly music pop-ups, and so much more. For more information, visit crosstownconcoursecom visit.
4: The University
1: of Memphis is proud to be a founding partner of WYXR. They've recently been named an R1 institution by the Carnegie Classification of Institutions of Higher Education, putting the U of M in the top tier of research universities nationally. This milestone solidifies the university as one of two flagship public institutions in Tennessee. More information at memphis.edu.
0: And welcome back to Real Talk Memphis on this Monday evening. Chip Washington with you. Very happy to have you with us. My son is actually watching this. David McCullough. He is checking us out tonight. Hey, David. What's up, man? <laughs> He's probably going. What? whoop, whoop. Anyway, uh, glad to see you on the uh, on the uh, on the line here. Also, Michael Johnson checking us out. I think Marsha Edwards is checking us out as well. So, and, and and if I if I don't see you or didn't call your name. I appreciate you nonetheless, and I appreciate our next guest. Uh, he is someone uh, that we all know and that we all respect uh, for the work that he does here in our uh, city and our county. Uh, welcome to Real Talk, uh, County Commissioner Van Turner. Hey, Van, I don't know if you didn't want to see you tonight or not, but 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 that's okay. If you want to do the phone thing, that's fine because we, <laughs> we all know you. But uh, very happy to have you on Real Talk, man. Thanks for being here.
5: Oh, my pleasure. Thank you for having me out this evening.
0: So, you know, I, I, I know being here with you. Man, well, Listen, man, we appreciate you. And um, I know you're a very busy fella. I know you're at County Commission today. So we're gonna talk about a few things in terms of uh a rather, you know, ambitious agenda uh and moving forward and a couple of other issues as well. Uh wanna talk a little bit first about uh the uh I mentioned it at the top of the show. The family dollar situation, uh, that, that, that warehouse issue over in West Memphis, uh, the road issue we are all aware of and how it has impacted uh, in a pretty good way. Uh, a lot of our citizens here uh, in Memphis. And of course, uh, you are the head of the uh, local NAACP chapter here. And I know you were very disturbed about what happened. And so you all decided to take a little bit of an, uh, an action move on this as well. So give us your thoughts about that.
5: Yes, sir. I mean, it was just uh, something that was perplexing and it was just actually uh, just discussing and gut wrenching uh, when you saw those dead rats in that facility and you understand the fact that these items uh, which were affected by the rat droppings and the urination and uh, uh, the fecal matter uh, were uh, decomposed bodies of these rats. All of these items which were touched by all those things were actually put on the shelves in our communities, and individuals shopping uh, at those communities then uh, took those products home. And so, uh, you know, it's it's quite disturbing, and uh, Family Dollar, one, needs to be held accountable, and two, we need to do what we can do as a community to uh, uh, assist those individuals who have been affected. So one thing, as you noted, we did, was that we handed out gift cards And these were gift cards, which uh, went to individuals who were uh, impacted, directly impacted by the uh, items, uh, which were uh, the items which should have been discarded. So Mm -hmm. that's what we did last Friday. We're working to get more funds in to see if we can do another giveaway. But we're going to keep trying to do what we can to support those families who were affected.
0: How do you, because you mentioned it a minute ago, um, what kind of action should be taken in reference to this really, really bad situation in terms of holding uh, them accountable for what has happened? Because it's not just affecting, you know, obviously what what happened at the warehouse, but this has a, a feeder effect, you know, that affects a lot of people, especially with these stores being closed, um, you know, as a precaution um, after as the aftermath of, of what has happened. What, how do we hold them accountable? Well, I think we need to sue. I'm sure they violated OSHA.
5: They violated probably some other laws, which uh, I think are are in place. And, you know, we can't be in a situation where we're uh, are dealing with this and they can't uh, re- just, uh, you know, get away with what they've done. So mm-hmm. I think that uh, we have to uh, do what we can to make our voices known and to make sure that these individuals and, and that this family dollar store is held accountable because it's ridiculous. Yeah. And this is something that should not have taken place. My understanding is they knew that there was a problem ahead of time Yeah. and yet uh, nothing was done.
0: Yeah, it's been reported. So, yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Bear. You know,
5: okay. this should have been prevented. I'm sorry.
0: This should have been prevented a long time ago. Yeah, and you, and it wasn't. Yeah, you're exactly right. There Which have is been even re- more perplexing. It, it's uh, there. There have been reports in the past about uh, some issues with Family Dollar in terms of this very issue in some of the local stores. If you're just joining us, ladies and gentlemen, we're speaking with uh, County Commissioner Van Turner, and and Van, uh, I want to shift gears a little bit now in terms of uh, the the business of uh, of being a county commissioner. Uh, You've you've got some 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 pressing issues that are that are coming up here uh, in the very near future. We, of course, uh, lost uh, one of our uh, state senators, uh, Katrina Robertson, and a new appointment has to be made in terms of that, um, which falls on the county commission. And there's also uh, the redistricting issue. And there's also a school board member uh, who left to to run for office as well. So talk a little bit about where those processes stand at this time.
5: Yeah, we're still we're at the point where we are uh, replacing those individuals, uh, both the uh, Senate seat and the uh, school board seat mm-hmm. that uh, was vacated. So we're working hard to get that done, and I, I think that uh, we should be able to put someone in place who will be uh, representative of that area and who
0: will hopefully do a good job. So and, and in terms of that, I did read, you know, initially, you know, especially from the from the Senate uh, uh, assignment uh, area, uh, you had said that, you know, we, we really can't leave this seat empty because there are people right. uh, in that district that need representing. And we need to make sure that we have a decision because a lot of people were talking about, well, you know, the election is coming up here, you know, in just a few right. months. Uh, but this yeah. needed to be done now. Am I correct?
5: Yes, I agree. And I think that's what we're going to do. Mm-hmm.
0: So uh, what is your take on uh, what the statehouse has done in terms of this redistricting uh, situation? Because, you know, <laughs> you know, here we go. This is almost like a, a, yeah, a feeder band of things changing, districts changing all across the country. Yeah. And they took a seat uh, from us here. Right. Uh, so uh, what's your, what are your thoughts on that?
5: No, I mean, that's totally ridiculous. That's why we need to pass the John Lewis Voting Rights Bill, because we need to put a stop to what they're doing. And only way that we're going to do it is through federal law. So uh, we got to keep fighting. We can't give up. But if we allow this to happen, they will continue to do this. Yeah. And we know what they're going to do, and we see what they're going to do. They got Congressman Cooper this time. It's not long before they come to Memphis and try to get rid of our democratic country. Now they put Tipton County in the district, which was horrible. Yeah. Um, and so they are working to get rid of all democratic federal representation. So we gotta pass the John Lewis civil rights bill and we gotta do what we can to get this done.
0: Is there any, uh, Is I mean, can, can we honestly gain ground in terms of the, so many of the issues and initiatives uh, that are out there that need to be addressed uh, with the current representation that we have at the Statehouse at this time? I mean, can we can we really make any progress at all? We can do what we can
5: to, to do it, you know, to keep fighting. We've been down before, and we've been able to fight back. We've been down before, and we've been able to pull through. So I, I don't want to lose hope. I don't want to say we need to give up. I think we keep fighting, and we keep striving, and eventually we're going to be able to make a change.
0: So one final question for you, Uh, as you uh, navigate through the business, the daily business of uh, of uh, running Shelby County uh, as uh, the county commission, you you have several of your members who are term limited. And uh, I believe one of them is you, if I'm not mistaken. But, um, you know, are there some uh, what are some of the other pressing issues that you want to see uh, addressed um, before uh, the election uh, later on this year?
5: Well, I think we still need to address poverty every which way we can. We need to do more to put resources toward preventative measures to stop crime as opposed to dealing with the crime on the tail end. And we got to do what we can to give job opportunities. You know Blue Oval is here. Yes. What can we do to connect our young people to the Blue Oval opportunity that's going to be here in two or three years? How can we prepare our students in high school now and in college now to make sure that they are availing themselves of the Blue Oval opportunity and other opportunities? So. Those are just some quick points that I think we need to address, and we, we can be handling them right now.
0: Van Turner, uh, County Commissioner uh, Shelby County, thank you so much, sir. I know how busy you are for taking a few minutes to talk uh, with our audience about some of the issues that are affecting us on a on a daily basis. And thank you for your work, and thank you for um, just being a great representative of uh, of Shelby County. Thank you so much for coming on the show tonight. Appreciate it.
5: Thank you for being allowing me to be on your show today.
0: Appreciate you, man. Thank All you right. so much. Thank All, thank right. You. All, All right, bye right. bye. Well, ladies and gentlemen, there you go. Uh, that is, uh, put, by, puts the wraps on another uh, Real Talk Memphis. And uh, I think we had a pretty good show tonight. Uh, we covered a lot of ground, uh, a lot of uh, issues, and a lot of things that uh, uh, maybe you didn't know. And uh, I'm sure some, there's always some things I don't know when I talk to some of these folks. But, uh, you know, the, uh, we all struggle each and every day to try to do better, try to be better, and, uh, you know, try to make things better. Uh, in terms of, uh, you know, where we are and what we are doing. uh, Great thanks to uh, all my guests, Alexis Pugh from the uh, Memphis Animal Services uh, Division, to uh, Mitzi Dees-Page, the Southeastern Regional Director of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated, and, of course, County Commissioner Van Turner. And as uh, Lola starts to play us out, really happy to see all of you on the timeline tonight. Uh, Like, follow, share, subscribe. Like, follow, share, subscribe. Real Talk Memphis. We're starting to grow a little bit. And uh, if, that, if that is the case, it, it is simply and totally because of you. Uh, I hope that you enjoy this show. And if you see that there's anything that maybe we don't uh, uh, had talked about or you'd like to see something addressed, reach out. reach out. Reach out let me know. I'm always looking for interesting guests on this show. Uh, so uh, for uh, Nicole... For Lola, for Jack, for all of us here at Real Talk Memphis, we're going to come back here next week if the Lord says so. We're going to try to do it a little bit better than we did it tonight. Same time, same station, same chair. You guessed better show. So for all of us, I'm Chip, and I'm out. Have a great week.